Hello and welcome back to Tradie Business School, the podcast where we have real conversations and share insights and uh, tips into how you can grow and uh, run your trades or contracting business more easily, enjoyably and profitably. I'm joined by my co-host today, Adam Spencer. How are you today? I'm very well, Miranda. Thank you for asking. Today, we're going to be talking about how to build an A-player team. Hiring right now for everybody seems to be the thing that we're talking about. It seems to be really, really hard. And yet so many tradies are leaving it until they're desperate or until the last minute. Yeah. Get this right and hiring becomes a whole lot easier. So today, we're going to have a chat about several of the ways that you can make your hiring a little bit easier. Adam. What are some of the downsides? Like if you, if you don't get this stuff right, what happens? I think, I mean, we, we had a quick chat about this being such a problem with the clients that we're talking to um, because they've all got this story at the moment that nobody wants to work. You know, the amount of times I've heard that, like if, if we had a dollar for that, we wouldn't need to coach anymore because we'd be rich. Um, but I think the thing with getting your team wrong is that it keeps you stuck on the tools. You know, you you really end up being the person that has to do all the doings because there's nobody to do it. So one, if you can't hire anybody, then you're, you're definitely stuck on the tools. But even if you can, getting the wrong hires keeps you stuck on the tools with a liability. You know, somebody that you've got to you've got to pay and constantly keep your eye on. So the importance of getting those those team members right, those A players right, is so critical to be able to scale and grow your business. And, and you don't have to scale to a gazillion dollars to get off of the tools, but we talk so many times about ending up with, in, in that freedom that everybody chases. And the only way there is by leveraging other people's time. You know, so I think for me, that's that's probably the biggest thing that if you don't get it wrong, you're staying on the tools. But I mean, I would love to hear your take on it. Mm, absolutely. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Adam, is uh, you get this wrong and you can't hire or you hire a dud. Yeah. Uh, and oh, the Brad, duds. Oh, yeah. Hire the dud. Yes. And, and so, you know, <laughs> we talk about A players. The duds would be the B and the C players. and. Mm. I think the C players, we always, the C player, the hires, the ones we think, you know, you've got a heartbeat, you'll do um, mm. at the moment is, is that's all you're getting is is someone with some arms and legs and, and often not a brain um, yeah, or someone a, that's a not. seat not, warmer. Yeah, seat warmer. They're just not vested in what you're doing and they 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 mm. end up costing you more. The, the, what they also do is they will affect the culture of your business. So you'll have a higher turnover of staff. Yeah. Because, you know, I heard the story recently is you've got a whole bunch mm. of people in a canoe and they're all paddling in one direction and you've got one person paddling in the opposite direction. Mm. You know, who's going to want to get out of the canoe first? The one, yeah. All the ones that are trying to paddle in the right direction doing the right thing or the one that's, you know, pissing everyone else off paddling yeah. in the wrong direction. Well, it's your good ones, right? They're yeah. going to want to yeah. leave first. And it's easier to notice who a C, a C player employee is. So it's the B ones that the sort of sit in the middle that are, are not ideal, not ideal. Yeah. They're, um, the, they're dangerous, I feel, mm, because mm. They, they masquerade as the A players, and but they often slip down and play at the C level. Like that's how I, I feel with, yeah. with the experience that I've had. And, and I, you know, full confessions here, like I've worked with C players and I've allowed myself to be dragged down to their level. 
Mm. You know, there's an old saying with idiots, you know, I never argue with an idiot because they'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. I think it's the same for, for those C-grade players. When you have them in your business, they drag your business down to that level, you know, and the A-grade players, they get sick of trying to drag people up to their level. They they just operate at that level naturally. But as soon as you put a C-grade in there, it's like a ball and chain. Absolutely. And, and you think about it, so many, so many clients are here. It's like, I thought I wanted to grow my business and this people stuff is just so hard. Yeah. And and so uh, that's it. I just I don't think that's what I want anymore. Yeah, mm. if you could say to them, if you had a whole team of A players, would you stay in business? Would you keep going? Oh hell yeah, of course yeah. I would. So you know, get this right. Get the the hiring part right. And we're going to talk through uh, three tips in just a moment. Yeah, you get this right, and you will attract great people. You will attract mm. the A players you'll have people actually applying for your positions and you Mm. will boost the turnover, uh, not boost the turnover, you don't want to boost the turnover, turnover of your business, but you don't want to boost the uh, turnover of of employees. You will reduce the uh, turnover. In other words, uh, put more simply, you will keep them longer. You will hire better people and you will keep them for longer. So one of the things that people often overlook here when they think that you know, hiring is just sticking a job ad out there and getting people to apply, mm. it's not. It starts <clears throat> way before that, and this is where so many businesses get it wrong. This is, in fact, a branding conversation. It's a branding conversation but and, and branding and marketing, but not for customers, for mm. staff. And wait, this, wait, what? I know, we're, doing, right? we're talking marketing to employees? We're talking marketing for employees. Wow. And so this is the key mindset. If you take one thing away from this uh, podcast today as you're listening, you must treat hiring as marketing for staff. And you may have heard of employer branding before. Uh, often people think it's for big businesses. Corporates. Is, yeah, corporates, large companies. Isn't that what employer branding is? Yeah, for? yeah, yeah. Branding, marketing, uh, you know, Nike, who else? I can't, McDonald's, you know, they're, they're corporate, big logos, big images, you know, they. that's that's marketing, isn't it? Yeah, well, I know, and they, and they think <laughs> they can do all of that. Small businesses, it applies to just as much. You know, there's, there's an old proverb that says, if you think you're too small to make a difference, then you haven't spent the night with a mosquito. Very good, yes. You know, so yeah, this yeah. is about taking your small to size, uh, small medium sized business, and thinking about how can you position yourself mm. in the market as an employer of choice. Mm. How can you stand out to those employees? Now, think about it for a moment. Anyone that is an A player is not cruising around out there unemployed right now. They oh, have the no, 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 but nobody wants to work, Miranda. They're all just sitting around playing Xbox and drinking beers. Yeah, well, the C players and the duds, maybe. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, why, why are the A players like, how do I get an A player if they're all employed? Good question. Good question. One, you've got to, you think of it, you've got to attract them. Now, at some point, they mm. may decide they want to look for another opportunity mm. at some point or something might pique their interest. They might just look and wonder what else is out there. They might yeah. have a bad day and go, okay, you know what? Enough's enough where I am. I would like something more. Mm. It is not always, it's not just going to be about the money though. So this is one of the myths I want you all to bust out of your brains is. <laughs> it's always about the money. 
Yeah, it's always it's never about it's not always about the money, Adam. No. That's the one. Bust money the is one room. one part of the ingredients in the cake we're baking right now. Only one, exactly. Yes. Only one. It is not. Yes, an A player wants to be paid well. Yep. And I would say you need to be in the top 25% of um, employer employers being able to pay in terms of that. So, yes, yep. know your numbers, sort it out and be able to pay well and 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 charge charge uh charge this on to your clients and in terms of the way that you're pricing your job so that you can pay mm. for good people so you can oh geez get, you've just opened up another pandora's I know, box. That's another how do i charge point. more yeah there's so many questions now miranda stop stop bringing more questions Maybe that's more another questions. episode that's another episode so <laughs> charging getting your pricing and we've talked about this in other episodes and yeah, you knowing your value it. right mm-hmm. but we segue You've got good people want to be paid competitively, but they also want to work for a business that treats their employees and their customers well. I think one, like going back to your point about B and C grade employees, Mm. there's B and C grade employers. And that's where you find a lot of A grade players, right? Is that they're, they're working for those B and C grade and they're the ones that end up looking. Right. So I think it's like a double edged sword. This we want to turn ourselves into A grade businesses where A players naturally want to work. And then obviously, how do we talk to those A grade players so they know? Because obviously, if they're working for the competition or whatever, you know, people don't want to go down the poaching path. But at the end of the day, if you can provide a better option, you're naturally going to attract those people, I think. Oh, I beg to differ on the poaching path. People have got this thing about the word poaching. However, I mm. think there can be ways that you can, uh, and I, w- I would I would almost recommend, uh, approaching people for conversations. I was hoping and, you'd go there. Yeah, like, yeah, people go, oh, no, I don't want to poach. So, well, those are your limiting beliefs and that you yeah. think you know, people they probably have the same beliefs that sales is sleazy. So have conversations with people that you believe are great people. Now, you can do it respectfully and yep. you can do it. Uh, there, there are many ways that you can do it from a place of care. So that that's a, that's another, con- uh, I suppose, another, we're going, there's so many rabbit holes here. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Pandora's box. I know. Here we are. Let's stay with the employer branding tra- train for now. We'll see how yep. much time we've got at the end of this episode, where else we go. But one of the, one of the keys that I, I'd love the listeners to take away is, the first thing you need to always think about is how do I how do I market my business as a great place to work? And the C word, the C word culture oh, is one of the first. Geez, I thought you were going somewhere else then. Oh, I thought I, I thought know. you were going to say COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so many bad C words out there. Yeah. Oh, yes. Not culture. <laughs> culture is a great word. Culture is a great word. If you get it right. Yeah, well, everyone, and this is, I, I like that. I like that a lot, Adam, because so many businesses go, oh, you're building a, building a great culture. Whether you build your culture, design your culture or don't, you have a culture. Mm. So in your, in your culture, one of the best ways through the lens of employer branding is to think about what do your team say about working for you? Oh, that's, that's going to trigger some people. They're not going to want to know that. Mm, well, they might be- delude themselves and think that they're going to say it's a great place to work. But think about what is mm. my culture? How would you define your culture? If you were to ask your team in your weekly toolbox meeting, like, do you give me one or two sentences of what it's like to work here? 
And maybe you maybe you open that up as a as a box where people can anonymously write some things around. Mm. What, what give describe the culture? What are some words that would describe the culture here? Mm. That will give give you a feeling for what your culture is really like because that's what you need to leverage when you're branding. That's yeah. what you need to capture as you're positioning yourself moving forward. And if what you hear is not what you think it is, then that's an opportunity to fix it. Yeah. So, well, I mean, what do we do in that that instance when we hear like because I've been I've been a delusional business owner before where I'm like, yeah, everything's tickety boo, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 so head down, bum up. I think I've built an amazing culture, but you know, behind me the wheels are falling off. What happens when you have that? that aha moment, that light bulb where it's like, oh, my God, the culture's not what I thought it was going to be, mm. or I've, I've created a monster. Mm-hmm. The first question I would ask is, do you have your vision, mission, and values in place? Mm. Many people will say, yeah, yeah, I've got them. So if I was to say to you, what is your vision and mm. what are your values, and you have to go and look for a piece of paper, mm. then you don't have vision, mission, and values alive, live in your mm. business, or if you haven't done them at all. So yes. your values are the how, they're the behaviours, they're how you roll in your business and that is your cult. They become your culture and the connecting in with those and giving feedback on those, talking through those, celebrating and catching people in the moments that they live the values yeah. as opposed to to not. So, um, why, do you, why do you feel that that's important? I've got my own take on it, but I'd love yours. Why do I feel what's important? Why do you feel the vision, the mission, and the values is so important to the culture, to underpinning the culture? I think they are the culture. Yeah. My description of it is it's basically the compass on how the business runs. It's the it's the decision-making matrix, you know, that those vision, mission, and values really, you know, like when you've when you've got a mission to do a thing and a shiny object shows up, you know to go down a, a different path or a rabbit hole or whatever, you can quickly make a decision on whether that's a good thing to go because does it take you towards the, the mission? Does it take you towards the the big, hairy, audacious goal or whatever it may be? So mm-hmm. I just, the, for me, like when people are like, what 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 are we doing this for? Why, why is this so important? I just, uh, that I found that a few years ago that when going through the process multiple times, it just allowed me to clarify my decision-making process, you know, it just made it, made it very um, laser focused, if that makes sense. But yeah, you're right. It is the culture in essence, because it underpins everything in the business. So mm. I'm not, I'm, I'm certainly not disagreeing with you, Miranda. I'm, I'm just putting my own spice on top of it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's uh, well, your vision, your vision is in fact your compass and the mission is what you're going to do to hit, you know, they, they keep you on course. Yeah, it's what you're going to do to get there. And for those of you that are wondering and want a little bit more about your vision, mission, and values, tune back into some of the early episodes. We've unpacked these in great detail mm. back um, probably middle of the way last year. I don't have episode numbers, but if you go into the episodes, <laughs> you'll find those. We've we've unpacked those in great detail. But the vision, mission, and values are the first place to start. Your values will help you to give you direction on on the attitude, the way that you give feedback what you celebrate in your business, those sorts of things. So there are so mm. many aspects, just they become the culture. So when you've got, um, let's just make an assumption that you, you, your culture is okay, right? You know, you, you, you're doing pretty well. And yep. so you want to really think about what it's like to, to work there. The next step in here, so that's number one, is build a great culture. If you want to yep. know how to do that, go back and to listen to some other episodes. <laughs> number two, 
Um, you've got to start marketing your culture. This is really important. Market your culture. You don't just market for customers. You market your culture. So you're going to do things like think. Um, you're going to do things like staff testimonials. You're going to do showcasing of your team. Maybe you do an employee of the month. Maybe you take photos of your team on mm. site. Happy mm. team on job picks. Social media is not just about getting customers. You've got to mix it up. You know, in fact, mm. there was a stat like 68% of millennials will look at an employer's social media profile before they think about working for them. That sounds like another podcast there, Miranda. Yeah, I know. There's all sorts, all sorts. I had a client the other day and he said that he was called up and got work. So he got a new client because they'd looked on his social media and that client, he said, oh, what did you see? He goes, oh, your team looked happy. Wow. And so they signed up as a client because on social media, his team looked happy. Wow. And he's done a lot of work on his, got his vision in place. He's got his mission in place. He's got his values. He talks to his values all of the time, has regular weekly team meetings, connects with them all of the time. Mm. There's a huge amount of work. And so now he's winning business and he has a team where uh, they're learning and growing and staying and playing. Wow. So. Did he have all that stuff in place before he started with us? No, he didn't. He's done that all with us. So little shameless plug there. If you're looking to, uh, you know, learn about this and have somebody help take you through the process, then, uh, Mm. you know, give us a call. (laughs) In in fact, vision, mission and values. Those of you that have listened to the the episode, who is Miranda, you'll hear me talk one of the things in there. I um I I was going to talk about um, vision, mission, and values. It is certainly something that I uh, love working on with clients, connecting with them all of the time, getting them mm. to connect in with their vision, mission, and values. I find it it can be quite challenging for some clients to work out why they're doing what they're doing. They're like, well, I do, yeah. I need some money. I'm doing it for money. So there's always another reason. But yeah. bringing those things to life, so you want uh, engage others. For those of you that have a vision and or an idea about why you're in business and your purpose is so that you can earn some money, so you can have the life that you choose. Yes, absolutely. That's more of a mm. personal vision. People going to join your business so that you can go and buy the nice car? No. So that you can go on the holiday? No. There's no. got to be something in it for others. So you've got to bring an others component into mm. your business so that people want to work for you, really important. And then you market that, you bring that to life and you will attract people. You've got to do this consistently. So it's not just stick a couple of ads up. So same as you might be doing your social media, um, doing your social media to market for business and leads, you'll be also doing it. Interplay the two between. So start showing and showcasing your culture on social media and on your website. Yeah. Which leads me to the third point today, which is to have uh, have a work with us page on your website and showcase images and things around what it's like to work for you on your website always. Mm. Have a form on your website so that they can fill it in to be notified when a position becomes available. So you're going to gather a list of mm. people looking for, for work at some stage. Maybe that you can have phone calls with them to, to establish when something might become up, come up, they can sort of you can have an employ uh, an interview with them, like a pre-interview. You will put your jobs up there when you have vacancies coming out. You want to position yourself as an in-demand employer. Mm. I've heard people give advice to say run permanent ads, run permanent ads all of the time. So when that A player decides that they want to look for a new job, that you are there with the job. Mm. I don't agree with that. Mm. 
And here's why I don't agree. I don't agree because I think the message it's sending is that you've got a job out there and you can never hire. No Mm. one wants to work for you or you've got high turnover subconsciously. So you've got to bring in um, one of Cialdini's um, uh, laws of influence in here, so scarcity, right, scarcity. So bringing that in there, when jobs are available, they're there. And Mm. other than that, you you have a way to connect, position yourself, work with us, talk to the roles, talk to what's going on. And if you advertise and run a job for a period of time, have a – an expiry date on the ad, have a closing date, pull the ad down. And then when, even if you don't have applicants for it or something's going on, pull Mm. the ad down, leave it for a week or two, then re-advertise it and just change it slightly so it looks for another job. But just to leave the same ad running over and over and over and over. Mm. In my opinion, and I'm not saying there's a right or a wrong here, it's Mm. just worth thinking about, it sends a message Mm. that no one wants to work for you. You can't hire. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the biggest mistakes I see with ads as well is the language. And the the one thing that drives me absolutely bananas is when companies talk about themselves. Because the thing is, the employees really, you know, unless they've gone through what you've just sort of talked about and they've connected with the culture of the company and that sort of thing, they don't care too much about that stuff. They, they're worried about what you can give them. Can you give them security? Can you give them the hours that they want? Can you give them a conduit to their goals and dreams? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't remember the exact saying, but, you know, the, the best way to make money is by helping other people solve problems. You know, something along those lines, you probably know it off by heart because you're so smart. Um, but, you know, it is it is the thing that drives me bananas. And when I've, when I've sort of tested, A-B tested, the we are this business and we do this turnover and we are amazing and blah, 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 blah. The calibre of people that in, that attracts versus you are this person, you you take pride in your work, you're concerned about these things, you know, lists off all those things and you want to, you want flexible hours and blah, 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 whatever. That, that the calibre that that attracts is just, it, it's that A-grade player I definitely get less applicants, but there's so much higher quality. So, mm. you know, just learning those skills and understanding what people want, solving their pain versus bragging about how good you are. You know, McDonald's can say that we are hiring because we are this, because they've, they've got that kind of, they've reached that upper echelon, you know, where people just naturally want to work for them because it makes sense. But when you're a smaller person, you've got to, you've got to do, the smaller the smaller things that attract people and speak their language and those sorts of things, you know. So yeah, absolutely yeah, agree. Really yeah, absolutely agree. The the job ad that has the uh about us and we've been around for this many years and we've done these cool things and we do all of this stuff and we're awesome. Mm. I'll refer to in copy words, you're just weeing all over yourself. Really. Yeah, yeah. You, you just you, you've got to write to the person first, and that's that's uh, another another mm. kettle of fish, can of worms to go mm. in. But let's uh, let's wrap this up. This this episode, oh. how to hire, um, how to build an A player team, how to build an A player team is to build a great culture. You've got to have a great mm. culture. You have to market that culture, and you have to make it really easy for people to apply and to know that they actually want to work for you. You have to be top of mind mm. when people actually want to start looking for another opportunity. You want to be around all the time and marketing yourself. So they think, hey, I'd like 
to go and work for somebody else. Oh, I know ABC Plumbing is the business that I want to go and work for. Yeah. Um, or or I'm really interested. They look pretty cool online. So start thinking about this. The key here is this is a long game. And many of you listening are reactionary and playing a short game. So flip that now Mm. and start thinking long game. Think now what you can do to hire in six to 12 months. Yeah, Because it's not going to get easy really quickly at all. There's not going to be some magic bullet influx of skill coming in uh, so that this is going to be around for a little bit longer. And, and, and regardless of if there is a whole lot of skill, you still want the A players. So start yeah. now and start playing the long game. Play the long game. You heard it here first. <laughs> there we go. Anything you want to add before we wrap up today, Adam? No, no, I think, that's, I think it's been great. I think, you know, the skills shortage is is not going anywhere anytime soon, you know. So people have got to get the old adage, you know, work smarter, not harder. Don't just try and pump out a thousand ads to get a thousand applicants that are all junk. You know, you need usually most people need one good employee. You know, so if you get one you get one applicant and they're amazing, then hey, you know, you congratulations, you know. But yeah, you've you've got to uh you've really got to rebuild that strong culture from inside. So you're not just adding people to chaos either. You know, people are coming in and they're part of something because I mean we've talked about client retention. I think employee retention is just important. The cost to retrain a new employee is is phenomenal. It's like 50% of their their wage in the first year or something like that, the statistic. But yeah. no, I think I think you've wrapped the you've you've um hit many nails on the head today. Yeah, I think get your culture right, people. If you need some help with that, don't be scared to reach out. Yeah, absolutely. So for those of you listening today, if you haven't already joined the free group, Tradies and General Contractors Global, jump on in there. I do a free training every week. Um, other people may do some free trainings. There's some great tools in there. So jump in there on Facebook. We'd love to have you in there. And other than that, thank you so much for tuning in today. Until the next episode, bye for now. 